What's up? This is Kingston Leavaa, and you're listening to Colorful Convos. like the second or third person from utah Mm -hmm. that i've like had on the show really yeah i don't know why i like i moved here in intention to like have and meet people and like i have met a lot of people but i i haven't gotten any of them on the show really but i got you on the show yeah so welcome to the show appreciate you thank you (laughs) thank you so you dropped a knowledge bomb on me i don't know if like a lot of people know this about you but like i didn't know that your kingston wasn't your first name yeah no it's uh it's it's kind of cool. My my whole family, most of the character or most of the, I have two siblings, mm-hmm. um, but most of us go by our middle names, and so my middle name is Kingston, and is yeah. it, and your first name is Michael. Michael, and how do you spell it? M Y K O L. Interesting, interesting. What's the backstory <laughs> behind that? Um, so my parents. We had two, and I think I was an accident. Don't like, oh, don't quote me on that. But damn. I think I'm a good accident. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my my parents had like a bet with my older siblings mm-hmm. to like which one got the first name and which one got to name the second one, ah. the second name. And so my first name um, was my sister's idea or my brother's idea. Mm-hmm. And it's at Michael after Michael Jordan. I think he was, really he was pretty into basketball at that time, and then. My dad is a reggae head, and so my sister, um, yeah, she liked the name Kingston, and so she chose Kingston. And did you always go by Kingston? Like, when did you officially start going? By all Kingston? of my memories, really. Yeah, I've I don't I've never I don't have any memories of ever being called Michael. And so, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So I wonder why, like, because your parents and your siblings, when you were like a baby, baby, they had to have just started calling you Kingston, right? Yeah, and it just kind of became natural. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a song. My my dad came from a family of musically like inclined people, and yeah, just amazing, amazing artists. Um, and they had a band that's pretty popular, like in, in the Polynesian community, or especially the Tongan community. But um, they have a song named after me, and wow, it's like I'm born on my parents' anniversary day. Wow, and so kind of a that yeah, the song is based around. You were meant for greatness. You were born on <laughs> you were you were born on uh, anniversary day, named after Michael Jordan. Like, come on. I think we're all meant to be great. It's a that is true. It is a it I'm, is. It's something. Of, it's something that we're all meant to do. It's just you just got to find it and what you're good at and great at. I guess right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, moving out to Utah here, I didn't realize you know like. I know I feel like a lot of people don't know this about Utah, just how big of like a Polynesian community there is here. Yeah. Um, do you feel like being a part of that culture has like kind of helped you and inspired you to do what you're doing now, being like pursuing your dreams and stuff like that? Um my family grew up a little bit away from like traditional American Polynesian okay. families. My mom's like she's a She's a fireball, man. She okay. she had set really early to make a lot of money and to mm-hmm. do her own thing and mm-hmm. not be tied to what society has for her type of thing. And so um, I actually grew up on the east side of Salt Lake City where um, I was 
usually the only Polynesian kid in like really? in my school. Yeah. Wow. And so that's that's you, a lot of where. Do you always feel like an outlier then? Growing I, up. Yeah. It it actually took me a really really long time for me to to really get comfortable with the Polynesian community. It, it's still the only it's still the only community that I'm like that I get anxious in front of really yeah for 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 some odd reason i mean i've always been like man it's it's kind of weird but yeah i've always been that like uh, um just felt one like one of the one of the only like i the only people that i had a lot of times connect to were mm. were other brown kids <laughs> <laughs> that's what's pretty crazy about that is just because i know that that culture and that community is so tight-knit yeah and so traditional and yeah. stuff so like i feel like maybe for you coming from like a non-traditional side of it it's probably like hard to not not hard but harder to integrate more into like the traditional yeah no definitely it. definitely i like i had the worst relationship with that community until a couple of years ago and wow. I, like now like i've learned so much about myself you know what i mean mm -hmm. and my ancestry and like where my heritage comes from and like why a lot of actually a lot of the ways that i behave is because of my ancestry and so now i like have a deep respect for it and and i love my polynesian people now and i, I like yeah it's a it's it's definitely been a cool relationship yeah thing, i mean it's just another culture to diverge yourself into you yeah. know like and i think that's what makes certain people great is just being able to to relate to so many different cultures and stuff yeah. like that. What what culture did you did you come from? What's Michigan like? Michigan, oh man. So I'll, I'll give you a little backstory too. So my parents are both Argentinian. So okay. I'm bilingual. I'm See. Argentinian, Argentinian American. Um, so with them, I don't know if it was similar for you. Like my mom instilled like <laughs> fear one, like but also like <laughs> yes, uh, like a hard work ethic and yeah. stuff like that. So growing up. That was kind of the um, the mentality in my house. It was just like work hard. My both my parents immigrants, like working as janitors when I was a baby. Like my mom cleans houses to this day still. Like just for now, she doesn't need to clean them. But like back then, she she literally that's how she made her that's money. Sick. That's, so that's so yeah. My dad was kind of the the breadwinner in the family because he was a professional soccer player. So in Argentina, my dad played pro. Uh, and then he played pro all across like South America as what's, well. What's 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 uh, man, what's uh, soccer is everything for Argentina. Yeah, right? yeah, like it's that's that's the baseball quote unquote of, of America. Of America. <laughs> Not anymore, but like back then, mm -hmm. it was baseball in Argentina basically. So, soccer has always been prevalent in my life ever since I was a baby. Like I didn't have a choice to play like basketball, yeah. baseball, tennis, yeah. whatever. It was always soccer. Like right. just Did your because dad coach you too. Or? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. you're the son of a coach oh, too. Yeah, dude. That's sick. It, it was cool, but like now I, I see the son of the coach and I'm like, man, I get why everyone didn't like me back then. Right. You know, like oh, no, dude, I was the son of a coach too. My my I I played all the sports and yeah. My dad was has always been one of my coaches. I I think that's interesting. Did, okay, for you, did it feel weird? I felt ever? like it. Um, especially I felt like it was a positive pressure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I at least that's how I tried to take it. You know right. what I mean? It's like you're the coach's son, so you almost have like a guaranteed spot. Like right. that was like that was the part that I hated mm -hmm. because I like to work for what I get. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I like I like feeling like I earned my position instead mm -hmm. of it being given to me. Absolutely. Um, but that was that was with you, did you feel like your dad's and yours relationship at that time was like good or bad? Because like me and my dad, it was bad. Bad, like, yeah, for sure. It was bad. horrible. Terrible. Like me and my dad like kinda 
were not on terms because we couldn't separate the fact of being a coach and a player from right. a dad and a son. Right. It would just go from, he, he, I was just the coach. He was coach. coach. Yeah. He was coach. coach. And that's where a lot of his passion is too. So yeah. So like at home huh. he was still coach. He wasn't dad. Yeah. So I remember my relationship with my dad when I was in sports and he was my coach. It was bad. But the moment I was on another team and he wasn't the coach, yeah. we were great. Nice. Similar to you. That's cool. Um, we, I never coached, I never, or you I always never had played after, okay. I never played after I stopped playing yeah. before he's, yeah, I think I was his, I'm the youngest of three. And so okay. he, I think he kind of, he still coaches here and there, but yeah. Yeah. But with my dad, so that's how we ended up in the States. So my dad got traded essentially for like, cool. or like bought out from Argentina mm-hmm. to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. So my mom and him had already been together. She couldn't come up with him when he got traded. So they were long distance for a year. And then she came to Milwaukee to move here a year later. They celebrated, obviously. And that's where mm-hmm. Nico was made. So I wasn't an accident. Wow, <laughs> I was, a, I was, a, oh my God, I haven't seen you in a year. I missed you. Uh, conception. Wow. Um, that's not the worst thing. No, though. not at all. Like it's that's, good. That's just that's like good stuff. Yeah, my mom and dad at the time were in love. She hadn't seen them in a while. They count, saw each other in Milwaukee. Boom. Right. Um, so shout out Milwaukee. Shout out Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, but Michigan, man, I don't. You've never been, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, Michigan is very blue collar, very okay. like hardworking. Like I don't know if you know the stereotypes of Detroit, just being like a very crime filled. Mm-hmm state or a crime filled uh city in michigan like michigan has always had the perception of drugs crime violence right like any other city does you know but like detroit's was like yeah you can't go to detroit like yeah i I don't know if you remember in call of duty like they made like a detroit map and it was just like a depiction of just horribleness (laughs) of just like gross (laughs) like all this so it used to be like that but now it's very much a growing and blooming city so detroit really and Michigan always instilled this kind of like work ethic in mm-hmm. you that like mo- is it competitive too? Oh yeah. Michigan is very competitive in in the aspect of just the city makes itself competitive. Like the city kind of has always been down. Mm-hmm. So we're always looking for that next like shine. You know, like right. we always want greatness in right. our city in our city because it brings so much happiness to people there. That's really cool. So it was very competitive, but it's like that's the work ethic there. Like the automotive there, like Detroit and Michigan are mm-hmm. huge in terms of of like the world. Like all the cars that come out of Detroit, like they're the number one yeah. uh automaker in the world. Like Motown music started yeah, there. That's like, gym. That's... Yeah, like that's the cream of the crop. James Brown, all these yeah. big time like Aretha, like Does all... does did that does that add to your character? How like I know a lot of people are either like super mm-hmm. nomadic or they're mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. They feel mm-hmm. like they can live anywhere. But like I'm I'm kind of curious about I feel like Salt Lake City has formed me. I like mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. I definitely feel very sheltered. I mentioned that earlier when yeah. we were cutting your hair, but um how does what's that like from Detroit or coming from <clears throat> your part of Michigan? Man. Um yeah, I, I think it's just like this indirect nonverbal like feeling that you get in yourself. Like you realize you're in a state that has always been viewed as a bad state, mm-hmm. but you know that the state that you're in is a like a diamond in the rough kind yeah. of thing. So I I feel like I've always had that diamond in the rough That's mentality. It. Like, um, like yeah, you th- may think we're rugged and we are, but like we like pull off some layers and we are a diamond kind yeah. of thing. So that's kind of the the view and the respect that I have for Michigan and Detroit and and all that. But with you, 
you've always been in Salt Lake City and yeah. you said that you felt really sheltered here. Um, why is that? Um, the culture yeah. of, of Utah is unlike anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think like that, that alone can form a, a, a very, um, yeah, a very specific feel environment. Yeah. For, do you, for do a, you think it has a lot to do with like the, the church and everything? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely, I think, I don't think because of the way that Salt Lake City has been created mm-hmm. even right right i don't think it'll ever leave that or like it'll never leave its origin story right and so utah will always be the mormon town or the mormon state it and, is yeah um subaru city usa yeah <laughs> subaru city Subaru city is that really do we have that nickname that's what i call it this oh, place oh i love it that's funny dude every every mom either has a tesla or a subaru out here <laughs> like like that's all I see out or, here, or a or a Cadillac, or a Cadillac dude, the yeah. Escalades, dude. Range that's... Rover every once in a while. But is there anywhere that you would have dreamed of living, or have anywhere that you'd want to live in your future? Um, I have a lot of family out here, bro. Yeah, that's, and that's super important to me. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to say that I've really, really ever seen myself. I, I, when I dream, I typically see like. I, I, I typically see family, mm. you know what I mean? And so I think I'll always have connections to like my, my personal goal is to get to a point where I have access to the whole world if I mm. needed, Right. But right. I, I, I do think I'll keep Utah home for mm-hmm. the, the most of my life. I mean, I love it out here, man. Yeah. Like it really is. Once you're here, you get it. Yes, like, it it's kind of hard to put into words sometimes with Utah. And we, we'd kind of briefly touched about this, like when you were cutting my hair earlier, but like you, you get to the city and like the city is just so like alive. I feel yeah. like, and it's just, it's this weird. It feels aura. like potential, right? Does that, yes. does, is that what it feels yes, like? Yes. It, it feels, feels like, like potential. Yeah. I feel like, and I live in Lehigh right now right. where Lehigh's the, the new Silicon <laughs> the new, Slopes. The right? new like, utopia that was just built. Yeah, I live I live just down the street and that's like that has been so huge. I'm like, man, this place is really challenging a lot of what the world has and yeah, the it's Utah, crazy. It's got some it's got something. something. It's got something, something cooking. It's something cooking in the air is out yeah. here up in the mountains. It is. It's I remember distinctly when pulling into the city the first time I'd ever moved here cuz I moved here only had been to the city once. That's beautiful. And what, what, yeah, what was it that brought you again? So I came here because I got an internship working for Real Salt Lake, the MLS team. Um, But then COVID happened and the world shut down and I was never able to do that. But I didn't want to go home. Mm -hmm. And like, at the time, I was really kind of worried about like, am I going to have to go home now that I don't have like anything stable out here really? Right. But that got canceled. Uh, I ended up just staying out here. Didn't have a job for like three, four months. I was just riding off the COVID unemployment, like right. checks from Michigan. Uh, and then I just finally found a job like working at a call center mm-hmm. um, in Utah. But pulling into the city that first time and just seeing like the Wasatch Mountain Range and the Mount Olympus and everything. Like, what, what season is it? Was it? This was last May. This was almost you? a year. Oh, sick. Okay, okay, okay. This was three days <clears throat> after the earthquake. No way. I moved here three days after. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, okay. so that, you know exactly the yes, time Yes, I, I do know exactly the one. Do you remember that earthquake? Yeah. What it, were you doing? Um, I was sleeping. My wife, really? yeah, I, I can sleep through shit, but. Really? My, yeah, my wife was awake and it, it scared, it scared everything. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, because it was it was right after COVID. I like I I post pretty regularly mm-hmm. on my Instagram, and mm-hmm. I remember giving some like some like man, the world could be ending and shit could be getting yeah, because, real wild, and that yeah. And then the everyone thought initially that it was like the big one, right? Because mm-hmm. like everyone out here in Utah. There's, yeah, the, there's, there's the feeling the of not, not only <laughs> the potential in the city, but the fear in the city is that the big earthquake is coming here yeah. because everyone's crazy and everyone thinks about that. I don't like to think about those things. I'm not like sitting at home and I'm like, day, nope, didn't, didn't happen today. Gonna happen tomorrow. Oh, no like, but I remember like coming here and everyone was like disheveled. Like yeah. everyone was like, yeah, like, what? like, what the- what? We just went through the most traumatic thing I've ever experienced. I was I was moving in with my roommates and stuff. And I was like, "How are you guys doing?" They're like, "Dude, there was a, a 7.0 earthquake real, here real earthquake. three three days ago, bro." And I was like, "Jeez, like I came at a really weird time." But man, everyone here is waiting for the big one, and uh, I don't know. I just like to I don't like to think about those kind of things. Like, yeah, no way. Like if it happens, like if we were if we are to be recording right now and that one is to happen, yeah. I'm like. Well, I guess it's recording. We, like, still, we still got power. <laughs> testing, <laughs> testing, testing, testing. We're shaking, testing. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that that was crazy. Moving here at that point in the time when the city was just like thrown off guard was nuts. That's awesome, dude. That's I'm glad you stayed, dude. I'm really yeah, glad you stayed. I am too, man. Do you, do you know how long you'll you'll stay? I mean, I'm here, you, locked you, in. How far ahead do you do you like to plan for yourself? Uh. I know you're. I know you're. I know you're active, bro. <laughs> you always know I'm thinking about the next step. So I'm here until at least June of 2022, as to next year. Okay. After that, I'd expect to stay probably one more year. Okay. If everything's still going good and everything's working out, um, but let's say next June life changes and whatever happened. If anything big changes in my life uh, after this lease, which I doubt it will, I'll stay for a year. And then I probably want to go either to Cali, mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, or Las Vegas. And how do you how do you how do you choose which places to pick up? Mostly for the job or opportunity or well, with Vegas, it's I have family there, so I have a free stay. Okay, mm-hmm. so I could save money in Vegas, which is weird because when you go to Vegas, you're supposed to lose all your money. But mm-hmm. in Vegas, my uncle Sean, who I do a podcast with. He has a like a bachelor pad out in Vegas, like 15, 20 minutes off the strip. I could go live there and just like save money and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Cali is kind of the one where it's like if this show is to take off mm-hmm. in any when way. When this show takes off. Thank you. If and when that happens, I'm assuming it's going to happen and, you know, like it's going to be in Cali. That's where things are going to pop off kind of thing because that's where everyone is. Uh, and then Austin I'm attracted to because just like – that city I went to it a couple years ago, and I like I fell in love with it because it's like filled with art and filled with young people and all that. So I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan too, and he's in Austin and he just hypes it up all the time. And I'm like, man, the housing and there's no taxes down right. there. There's no ta- taxes in Texas or Nevada, so that's attractive to me mm. too. But it's interesting that you say like family, your dreams. You see family, and it was always hard for me growing up to to kind of have that perception. Because um, my all my cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, they're all in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get to meet, like, two of my grandparents because they were in Argentina when I was so young and they passed away. Right. So, like, I've never really had that 
tight connection to family. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I love my mom, my dad, my little brother, all that. And my step parents, all that. But like my real family, I was mm-hmm. never really close to just because I'd have always had to be close with them through Skype. Yeah. That's just different, you know? Yeah. It's just different. Yeah. It's interesting. I've always not envied people who've had like family, like are so close to their family, but it's mm-hmm. just something that like, I just never really got to experience. Like I never got to go hang out with my cousins and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, it hasn't been a part of my life. Yeah. But you're really good at making friends too. Like, I think that's helped. Yeah. That's helped. I, I'm, I don't know if I was ever like that. I think more recently it's, it's become more apparent to stay around family. Um, but like when, like even still when I dream, mm-hmm. yeah. How do you see your dreams? I'm when I dream, I think I see family, but I also, I don't know. I do also think it'd be cool to go live other places and yeah. then travel home. So, you know, you can rest. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I, could... if I could ever be to a point where like I can have somewhere in Utah mm-hmm. and then I just do a lot of traveling and stuff, that'd be great. Like nice. if I could ha- have a distinguished studio in Salt Lake City, you know, where people come in and it's like an, instead of in my basement, it's a nice, cool place. Yeah, for sure. I'm down 100 percent to stay in Utah. Um, but you know, Utah, like you said, it's just, there's a lot of potential right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like in California and stuff, that's where like things kind of happen, quote unquote. Yeah. I would love to make it happen here and just have people come here all the time, you know? Right. That's kind of the dream where it's like, people are coming to me wherever I'm at kind of thing. Yeah. No, dude, it'll happen. It'll happen. Dude. <laughs> it'll dude. It'll happen. It might. It really, no, it, it really will. It I, might. I, I don't like to put my eggs. Like I'm optimistic as hell and I will be the first one to tell you to pursue your dreams and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But like any other creative person, there's always that, you know, feeling of doubt. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you've had some yeah. similar, right? Do you? Yeah. I'm, man, I don't know if I've told you this, but I, I got a mentor and like mm-hmm. a lot of like my daily practices now like feed that very, very differently than I have in the last, I mean, before having had this mentor. And you have so, a mentor right now? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I work with him. His name's Deluxe. Shout out Deluxe. Shout out you, Deluxe. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's incredible and like the something that we like integrate is like routines yeah and so that's where i found like my routine is uh-huh. is a lot of that stuff but yeah a lot of those affirmations and those vision mm-hmm. practices i practice regularly now but yeah I, I feel like those things happen dude yeah like i i'm listen i'm very much the person to manifest you know yeah. like i'm always going to be the guy that speaks things into existence mm-hmm. but i'm never going to be the guy or hopefully in my eyes i'm never going to be the guy that's like I'm good, so you need to like. I'm good, and right. I know I'm good. But right. like, I like, I know I'm t- decent at this. Uh-huh. But like, I'm still not to the point where I'm like confident to where I can like flex it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I never want to like flex anything, but I'm still growing, you know. And if shit's supposed to happen, it'll happen. That's my mentality. It'll happen. It'll happen. I yeah. I'm not. I'm not banking on it because I don't want to be sad and disappointed. Dude, that's really that's really really interesting. I actually love that. Yeah. Because you're you're like you really are willing to accept whatever comes from it too. Yeah. At the same time, because yeah, I've been trying to figure out how to like fall in love with the process Mm -hmm. while focusing on the results. Mm. Right. How do you, how do you get what you Mm. need done, but not, love where you're at you know what i mean there's a there's a bunch of stuff where i'm like uh, i really like that fall in love with the process but like think of like focus on the results results. uh i like that because you do have to fall in love with the process yeah and like and i i stay i do i'm i 
a lot of like my natural life practices are very introverted and so i mm-hmm. like to stay in holes and in my own space and hear my own thoughts and listen to what i you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but a lot of the things that i'm like i'm really curious about are yeah they they've been they've been happening mm-hmm. they've been happening it's weird when it's like you don't realize it and Till it's happening or yeah. it's already happening. Even this, dude. This is my first podcast and I'm really, really excited. I feel like a big deal and this is really, yeah. really, really interesting. Yeah, it's it's my favorite thing, dude, like having people on. It really is because yeah. that excitement that you're feeling from being on the show, mm-hmm. I can feel it right now dude, in our it's conversation. Rad. It's rad. And, and like the fact that in four hours after we're done with this and like after I've posted it and everything, you're going to see your name on Apple, Spotify and yes. all that. And it's going to be like... Like that, I like guests text me and they're like, that's so fucking cool. And yeah, I'm like, that's so cool. And I'm like, I want you to feel big time because to me, you are big time because to me, not only are you like cutting my hair and you're my barber, but like you're a lot of other people's barbers and you're mega talented, dude. It's Thank not, you. I appreciate it's it. not like, it's not a secret. You're mega talented at what you're doing. And like, I like having you on is an honor to me. Cause I'm like, dude, I have this cool barber that I met, didn't know 11 months ago. And now I know you're now you're on my show that didn't exist until 11 months ago. Dude, so it's yes. just weird. You know, it's all That's, full circle. It's, it, it's it's like manifestation. Like I moved to Utah because I wanted to become my truest version of myself. I love that. And 11 months later, I'm sitting here with a guy I just I met maybe six months ago. Right. And now we're homies. I love that, dude. Yeah, this is this is such a cool space to be a part of, too. I like I. And I think this might be a good time to talk about it, but mm-hmm. in these situations where you have conversations that can be so genuine, so authentic, mm-hmm. right? Where these private conversations, you can really connect with people differently one on one. Sorry, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> then, you, then you can with the yeah, similar to my field. I think yeah. We we relate in a lot of ways. It, yours are very private, like mm-hmm. the barber shop and a barber is private. To yeah. a lot of, to a lot of ladies or who don't understand that, like when I go to my barber shop, like I'm going for my safe zone, like that's yeah. that's a safe haven. Do you ever like? When did you realize that? When it was like, holy crap! Some of these people are like coming to me and talking to me about some really personal things and stuff. Like, was there ever a time where it kind of like caught you off guard or anything like that? Yeah, there's yeah. there's one very specific, and I and and I, I want to be able to share it in a way where I protect him. As Absolutely, well. please. Um. But, yeah, I have a friend who who works for a very specific group of people, mm-hmm. and he was given orders to like to 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 complete a mission or to go mm. through with a mission, mm. right? Mm. And like dealing with taking somebody's life sometimes mm. is is like that I don't honestly, I cannot imagine no that type of order like mental processes no. like you know yeah. what i mean that you that there's a couple of things in your life where you you know what i mean for it defines you as a person i'm not a killer right 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 like having yeah it was it was that conversation where i was like man mm. people really need my type of like person. i didn't i didn't ask i didn't don't we don't ask for that type of conversation Never. but because it's a space where they're trusted and yeah now i respect it totally totally different mm-hmm. than just cutting hair you it's not I mean? just cutting hair. You're right. not just cut. You're like a, a therapist, counselor, best yeah. friend. Like you are, your title is like 
Kingston barber slash for every other person you cut their hair. Like for me, you're Kingston slash barber slash homie. Other people is like Kingston slash barber. That's it. You know, right. like it's a unique career field that you're yeah. in, man. And uh, what do you have a title for 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 podcasting pl- podcaster? I uh, I I like to think myself as a conversationalist. Ooh, I love it. That's what I am. I am a conversationalist. Do you how um man I. Yeah, I love I love both of our fields because you, do, you get to you get to understand at, like at a different level. You you see eye to eye and really talk personal yeah. with a lot of people where I think a lot of in the day and age now people are like are so secluded, especially after mm-hmm. COVID and everything, mm-hmm. you know, like their private life is private. They don't want to talk about it. But when like you're in a space like this or you're in a space like your studio all bets are off. It's a, yeah. it's four safe walls. Whatever's mm-hmm. talked about is not talked about after it's, it's beautiful. And that's kind of what I feel like here. Like, like you made the comment, like when you came in and sat down, like, I just feel comfortable. Yeah, like, I feel dude. good. And that's what I want. Very, very comfortable. Like, I don't want you to feel like you feel pressured into doing any yeah. of this, you know? And, and you even carry that type of energy too, really? where you're very, very inviting. And mm. like, yeah, from the first time I cut your hair, I was like, Whoa, this dude is like, <laughs> He was he really got me hyped up about myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I you're that's that's amazing about you. That's I think how do you how do you feel like cuz I I don't know if I asked for it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I asked for people to talk to me about whatever or a lot of like man, and I've loved like I hate to say this about my experience of cutting hair throughout this pandemic, mm-hmm. but I, I've loved what COVID did to my, mm-hmm. my immediate clientele mm-hmm. because I, there's a lot of mental health stuff that started happening mm-hmm. as COVID was happening. And I had a lot of really, really amazing opportunities where people do, they need to talk to somebody, mm-hmm. but because of like this, like the cutoff from, real world from real world yeah right they had they had less access to people that they needed you were the only person they could come to yeah and so like and and it and it it did it forced me to adapt quickly Mm. you know what i mean because i'm receiving information or starting to deal with and also i think that's a big reason of like why my personal life started to like it's very very like it was almost expected for You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I can see. Would you say COVID was a good thing for you personally or a bad thing? Personally, not for anybody else, not for like. Personally, for, for me, very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say that in the wrong way, but it, it allowed me it grew to. grew you up. Yeah. It allowed me to deal with shit as it was coming mm-hmm. quick. You know right. what I mean? Like. We were all on pins and needles. Yeah. You would either sink or float. That's right, it. Exactly. And the people that floated, you know, like as tragic of a year as it was, and there's a lot of hardship that a lot of people had through it, a lot of people were able to grow, come out stronger from this. Right. Not even like financially or anything like that. Like a lot of people took this time to really kind of hone in and self reflect, I feel yeah. like. And if you did, you have that headspace that you're at, and as me as well, where it's like, man, this year sucked for a lot of people. It sucked for me in an aspect too, but you know, I feel really good about this next year. It's not going right. to hold me down, you know, kind of right. thing. Right, yeah, and I think 2021 has definitely been, like even just coming into the new year mm-hmm. felt like, you know what I mean? We man. left a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that first that first day after, like January 1st. Dude, can you believe it's April? Dude, what? Like, <laughs> it is? <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. It's, crazy. it's weird. Um, but I want to talk to you about like, cutting hair so when at what point in your life were you like this is what i want to do number one and then two like 
how the hell did you get the confidence to do something on someone that's like, you know, it changes their look. It look, changes their confidence. Yeah. Like what you do. Like for me, I told you like the man bun haircut that you've been giving me changes my confidence. I walk around, you know, just a little more puff chest and I feel good more. Yeah. So like, when did you start? How did you know you're going to start? And then what was that feeling like, you know, just changing people's images? Um, I, I personally, I think I, I always dealt with a lot of insecurities physically. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah, I, whether I like it or not, it was a big part of like my, my story growing up. But Mm. when with my barber, um, specifically, yeah, he made, he made me feel really good about myself and Mm -hmm. helped me remember that I'm not just a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That literally, (laughs) (laughs) no, yeah, (laughs) oh no, that's too funny. Right. But they don't make, but like, that's your job. Like you're literally a hype man. Right. You're a hype man. Right. And, and yeah, he, he had that, uh, we had a really good haircut Mm -hmm. and I had been, I started cutting hair like regularly on my mission. Okay. Um, Where at? So I served my mission in Hawaii and I would, I, I don't like basketball personally. Like I hate, I've never been good at it. It's just the only sport where I'm like, I'm straight. Yeah. I'm okay. I'll watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so like when the missionaries would all come over and we'd all play basketball at like one church, I would cut missionaries' hair. Wow! Like one we and we're supposed to stay in pairs, and right. so I'd keep I'd keep one over and we'd <laughs> cut hair. I'd cut his hair, and it took me forever. And wow. while while his companion went and played basketball with the other people, and it's kind of fun. How old are you? Um, eighteen, nineteen. So you've so, been doing it for almost seven years now. Yeah. And so, when did you know that like this was it? Like this is what I really wanted to do. Um. Actually, not too long ago, or it was because it has it comes in phases. There's the yeah. there's the commitment one where you're like, okay, I'm gonna start doing this, mm-hmm. and then there's the next stage of it where it's like, I'm going all in on yeah. this. So when was each? Um, so I I have always loved a good haircut. I think I have mm-hmm. always appreciated a good haircut. I I grew up in the '90s and seeing like the the sharp lineups mm. and and yeah, all that Those stuff. Growing up, my, yeah, Woo. my brother like and in the Polynesian community too. It's like mm-hmm. it's pretty hyped. They're like if you can cut hair nice, you nice. You know yeah, I mean? you like, nice. You win um, it. <laughs> and so a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the I've always liked a good haircut, and then mm-hmm. I started cutting hair on my mission, and it did. It just came naturally. I think I. Like the way that my artistic, creative person mm-hmm. brain works is I see shape. I mm-hmm. see, I see what typically would be more. It's it's yeah. You like, just have that gut instinct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then almost two years ago, I had been doing social work. I'd been doing a lot of social work, and we were just working a lot. And um, yeah, I was reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Okay. And at the end of it, he talks about finding flow or doing something where you can, you can lose track of time one. Um, and then the next thing is you can have a good time doing it. Mm. And the third one is you're generally pretty good, Mm. right? Where other people would come to you for that, Mm -hmm. for that purpose. Right. And so not too long after that, I was like, I was just trying to figure out where my flow was. Mm. And so I was doing a bunch of other things and then I cut and I had been pretty good at cutting hair, but I cut hair for like seven or eight hours um i cut a bunch of cousins hair and i came home and i just felt fucking like lit i was like that was a good day you know what i mean and it was like that was when i committed i was like yeah i'm gonna 
I think I'm going to do hair. And my wife, my, yeah, my yeah. wife, uh, she went to Brazil and she had planned a vacation and, it, and the day that she got back was like my enrollment day at Paul Mitchell. Wow. Um, is that a was, cosmetology school? Yeah. yeah. So I went to Paul Mitchell and yeah. And so since, I mean, I started prepping up, but I think technically my all in date was June 1st, 2019. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That you remember it. That's good. Yeah. That, I remember dates like that very distinctly. Man. Yeah. Like, I don't birthdays and stuff of close friends, of course, but uh-huh. like the days that I committed to things, yeah. or the days I released an episode. Do you remember? That I, oh, oh yeah. what's your first date for this? April fourteenth, next week. April fourteenth, dude. Week. One year, one year, skis, one year on Tuesday. That's sick. It's wild, man. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. It's weird. It really is. Yeah. I I hit my I hit my, oh I'm about to hit my two year mark. Okay. Um, in a couple of weeks. But yeah. That's sick. It's I, I don't know, man. It's uh. I remember sitting in my in my room in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I was going to school, mm-hmm. and I didn't know if I wanted to do this. I had bought the equipment back in like November of 2019 with like the idea of maybe one day starting it. Yeah. But then I remember my girlfriend now, Allie, she like we were cleaning my room and stuff, and I was like, I need to just go return all this equipment. I haven't used it. It's just I've collected dust. I need to go. I have paid a credit card on it. Like I need uh-huh. to get my money back. I never opened it. And she was like, no, like just use it. Like stop, stop letting it sit there and just use it. So how long was that festering in your mind too? Dude, from like October, 2019 to like oh. the day before I did my first episode. Wow. And I, I was always like, you know, like with the color on and DJing and stuff, I'd always been comfortable on a microphone. So I wasn't like scared to do it. Mm-hmm. I was just lazy. It right. was just an idea. I was like, mm-hmm. that would be cool. I started listening to more podcasts. I was like, it'd be pretty cool if I could start one. But like, mm-hmm. whatever, I'll get to it one day. I knew that I'd wanted to do it, but I didn't know one of a priority it was going right. to become. So, um, yeah, like... I, approaching April 14th. Though. Approaching April 14th. Yeah, <clears throat> like January 2020 was huge because um, I, I started doing it. Like, I think like my first ever like test episode was January mm-hmm. 25th. Um, with my buddy Alex Savoda, who's been on the show now a couple times on this one. And that was the April, uh, January 25th. And then January 26th was when Kobe died. Damn. So, yeah. So Kobe died January 26th. So then that next day, I did another episode, like another test episode, uh-huh. just back to back. And that that day, that 27th or the 26th after Kobe died, I was uh-huh. like... I was like, my chips are all in. Like, oh. cause I had always loved Kobe. I'd always loved his Mamba mentality as right. I wear a hoodie, a Kobe hoodie yes. right now. Like I've always had that. Oh man, that guy's just got it, you know? Right. But after he died, I was like, I'm going all in. I'm just going to go all in. So then I just started practicing and practicing and practicing, just like recording myself, deleting it, recording mm-hmm. myself, deleting it. Um, and then, yeah, like April, April 14th. No, I recorded two episodes on April 10th and 11th. So a year ago today, and tomorrow, but I didn't release it or create the show until April 14th. So I posted two episodes on the, on the first day, April 14th. And it was all about like tiger King and like COVID times, you know, yeah. like a year ago. Um, so yeah, that's how it all started, man. And it's like, weird just thinking about a year. Like, who's the, who's the, like the two people that you really, really want to like have an, a show with like ever. Yeah, peer, like that are still alive today that you feel like you could talk to. My dream guest, like two people. If I, I mean, to, Kobe, yeah. If I had to pick, if I had to pick anybody right now, I'd be on the show. Drake. Uh, yeah, Say I mean, Drake. I mean obviously gonna... Drake is one, but like, like uh, Jim Carrey. 
Really? Yeah, it would be one. Oh, I love that. And then if he was still alive, I'll do An- Anthony Bourdain from the Travel Channel. He used right. to be like a food critic and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I watched, I used to, No yeah, Reservations. No Reservations, yeah. Anthony Bourdain's one of my all-time favorite people. And then like Seth Rogen would be fun, too. Yeah. Like just like someone I could just like naturally like laugh. Like right. someone that would make me laugh the whole time. Dude, that's sick. Yeah, I don't know. Like if you could talk, to, if you could cut three people's hair, who would you cut? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. Anybody's hair. Hmm. I would probably say Elon Musk. Whoa. Yeah, I think that'd be a fun haircut, dude. You could pick the shit out of that guy's brain. Yeah, dude. I feel like, and and I, I'm like so interested in that, like that type of person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. The, he's insane, dude. Yeah. Like or right next to it, right? He's he's it, right he's right there. But that's what makes him so right interesting. Is that like. How do you think of everything you're thinking? Like, how do you, and the other thing is, how do you have the boring company? Uh-huh. You started PayPal. You have Tesla now. Uh-huh. You have uh, SpaceX. Like, right. How do you have time right. to do all that? He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He has a team. Right. But, like, he is the genesis and, like, the guy that's in the room when the decisions Dude, are made. Yeah, right. Like, how? Yeah. How do you, like, how do you, like, me, when I have an a big day, uh-huh. I like that headspace that you're Do in you th- when you're focused. You're like, yeah, like mm-hmm. him. Like, what is he thinking? Like, are right. you? Is he thinking about Tesla when he's at a Tesla meeting, or is he thinking about the eighty other things that he's right. in charge of? Yeah, like honing in on one thing is incredible. Yeah, so I think Elon Musk for one. Mm-hmm. Number two would probably be. Um, dang man. Probably like yeah, probably like to shave Jeff Bezos's head. I don't know mm. why, but I'm like I'm really really interested in, in those, that like those f- those five or six people that are billionaires, like, like or just mega, like mega geniuses yeah. in their respective fields, yeah. like and Bill Gates. Yeah, I like those those people. Those are the people that I'd love to cut hair, and I probably uh, well, f- fingers crossed, will. I will probably cut their hair. I yeah. think every every person needs a person that's able to take care of their aesthetic mm-hmm. right and so i'm shout out jeff bezos if you're listening shout out Je- <laughs> jeff jeff listen i'm really good at shaving brother elon i got some scissors for you brother bill listen <laughs> bill. i know a guy give me an xbox i love it private studio and everything we're chilling nobody's so speaking about that when did the private studio come into play um so august last year mm-hmm. i had to rush we my wife was extremely pregnant Mm -hmm. uh we had a non-working air conditioner and our lease was about to finish we were doing month to month and Mm. and we made a decision as a couple to to move to a different space and i didn't have i was cutting hair in my my back oh you never came there i never came there i was cutting hair out of the back of my house in like what was what was an add-on living room Mm. but it had a separate door Mm. and so it did kind of already have that like private studio vibe ish Mm -hmm. thing but um as soon as i'm so i cut his hair there at that house Mm -hmm. um one of my clients and when I was moving to Lehigh at the same time, I was like, dude, I kind of need a place to cut. And my clientele's up here. And he'd been renovating his his basement for, mm-hmm. like, over a couple of years, like, almost two years. Mm. Like, just all by himself. Mm. He's put, like, his blood, sweat, and tears into this space. And yeah. Dude, I honestly, the story of that space, it it was just... That makes me like it even more. Bro, no. Like, really, it's hard to explain it mm-hmm. because of how much of his heart and soul went into, mm-hmm. 
like yeah this this airbnb what was this studio supposed to be his airbnb right that was going to solve all of his financial problems Mm -hmm. right and so this space i was like he showed me and i was like dude i that corner is too good. It's, yeah. my, it's literally my favorite crossroads in all of Salt Lake City. It is. It's 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 yeah. It's my personal favorite. And he was like, yeah, let's check it out. And honestly, it feels godsend. Like all of uh. that was too good to be true. And then yeah, I started cutting there. Um, September wow. of, of of this last year, twenty twenty. And so wow. I've been there, and yeah, and that's kind of that's bread. So I I think my first haircut with you was in September. Yeah, no, it was literally the first weekend that that I started cutting hair over there. That's what? why I was like, you're, you really like this place? Like, no, that's, you, you, I didn't know that. No, dude. Yeah. You, I, 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 there's, there's multiple reasons why I respect you and you being in the right place at the right times is like, there's, that's definitely one of those things oh that, my God. yeah, dude. Now I like you even more. Dude. Yeah. No, I'm buttering you up. That's, but oh, it stop. is the truth. You did come at a good time. That's, I love that. I love being a part of a startup. Yeah. I love being a part of like a vision that just became like reality because yeah, like, I and I didn't know about it, but yes. I could feel the energy and I made the comment and stuff when I was there the first time. Like I loved it because Dude. I just, I was like, this is private. It's just me and you. We're listening right. to music. There's no one else to bother us. Like, we right. I, like whatever. And like, Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's, dude. and it's an amazing spot. It really yeah. is. It's, there's nothing like I was telling you earlier. There's nothing better than having a private person to like do a service for you. Right. It's 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 worth it. it, it, it every penny. Every penny. Even if you that. charge fifteen twenty dollars more than like you know great clips, worth it in the experience alone. Yeah. In the experience alone. Yeah. So speaking a... about pricing, how does that work for you? When did you know that you were like not a ten dollar haircut anymore? I've always been a quality person. Yeah. I like I can't. I, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it as well as I can. That's, right. That's part of my my personality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I can't. I'm either in or I'm not in. Mm-hmm. And so I liked what what drew me to the fade or the haircut of like my my thing was was seeing a clean transition. I mm. I think a fade is unlike most things, mm. and it's. It's, it's a lot going on, but it's really, really cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's still it's still really cool. I think my fade can still be cleaner. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's Are you yeah. when you look at other people's haircuts, you know, like other barbers, other thing, like are you very much a sponge learner or are you a critic? Um, I'm a sponge. Yeah. I'm a regular sponge. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I'm still so new to the Good. to the space. Like I I I don't want to say this but i think i i could be like intimidating coming into the industry because mm-hmm. of like how much i put into it like mm-hmm. i put my whole heart into it and I'm, i think i'm one of the only like regular video makers here in salt lake city really for like for video con- or ready video content specifically but i i definitely like to learn i feel like i still have so much more to do and I'm, mm-hmm. that was like that definitely is one of the initial things that like I love about my industry is mm-hmm. like it'll never get boring to me. Like I'll yeah. always be able to either do a more dope design or go right. up like crazier color or made clientele alone. Yeah, that was like that was what thought what my original desire was was to just have a good time playing with my hands, yeah. right? And now it's evolved quite a bit, but it's yeah, it it's still I I think I'll always love quality. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 
quality speaks volumes you know like you could easily you know pump out haircut after haircut every day you could one after another but yeah you block off an hour of time because you want to give yourself that time to not only have a good haircut but just interact and yeah. just like be with your client and not just treat them as a number or a, right. a dollar sign you know like and that's like what you know franchises or other yeah. barbershops that i've gone to are you're just a number you're just another face yeah. like but when i go to you like we were saying earlier, it's just different. It's yeah. just a different vibe. Yeah, I think I think in, especially with like, I think a little care goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think a little care goes a very long way mm-hmm. because I think I'm I'm a person where, and I think I and I do believe that we tend to attract similar people, right? Mm-hmm. People that, um, yeah, fuck with your vibe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but I think. I value uh, like a service being done to me more and mm-hmm. more and more now mm-hmm. that I'm getting into it too. It's mm-hmm. like, I think I, f- I forget how much it means for me to get a haircut because I use, mm. I, that's where I, I got the most reps was just cutting my own hair for those seven years. Wow. But, um, Oh, and to, and to answer your question from earlier, I've, yeah. I've, I never felt like I would ever give a bad haircut. You really? So I you mean? go into every single one. You're like, I'm, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would mess up, but yeah. I, I don't think, I think I can see a haircut well enough that it'll, it will look good by the time I'm done. You so know? when you, when you, when I sit down in the chair, okay. Mm-hmm. And like, I, obviously with me, it's a little different because we've, you do the same kind of haircut or you, you kind of spin it your own way. I let you do whatever really you want because I trust you. Appreciate it. I trust the hell out of you. Um, but like when you see someone's haircut, are you very like. You see it right away, and like the, you look the at mistakes their, or the critique, like no, like like when someone comes in, they're like, "I need a haircut," and you like stare at their head. You're, do you see it right away? You're like, "This is the best haircut that you should get right now." Yeah, um, I typically look for problems, and then I look for like my my process is if they have any problems or if they know of any problems, and then I try and solve it. Mm. Right, so that's like my approach to every haircut. Mm-hmm. If they know that they have like specific things that don't work for them or mm-hmm. they have bad experiences from other barbers going too high or like mm-hmm. things like that. I like, I don't know if I visually see it, but as they, as they describe it or I see it, then I can like, then I can paint a picture with what's left. Right. Mm. And so, so you use the, you, you are given the canvas with some color on it and yeah. they're like, please paint more and finish it for me. Yeah. Mm. And, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know if I, but I also, I, they're going through hair school too. We're trained to have like specific focal points, like mm. the occipital bone, mm. right. Is like a lot of fades or a lot of styles are mm-hmm. based off of whether it sits above that or below that. And, mm. So you have to know a lot of like anatomy a little too, right? Yeah, yeah. a decent amount. That's yeah, at least the skull structure and like, and like because a haircut in the right way can really counterbalance a person's like whole aesthetic, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You can it can make and the overall end of it is you want the person to feel good about the way that they look, right? Mm-hmm. That's that is if there is anything that should be necessary is like a person should feel good. Yeah. After right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so I don't I don't think personally that I I see anything but it it does come together. Mm. With growing your brand and you as a person as a barber, you've had to use, you know, had to get comfortable with social media and like mm-hmm. you said at heart you're an introvert. Yeah. And social media is the opposite of that, just yeah. complete extrovert. Yeah. Um 
how has that been for you? Like using Instagram as a tool or TikTok or whatever it is to kind of continue growing your brand as like an introvert by yeah. nature. Um, I used to get anxious. I used to get anxiety attacks, dude. Like yeah. after I'd post something, I'd be like, I'd let it sit there for like 12, 13 minutes. I even still some days I'll like post something and I like, like, no, I hate it. I hate, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, but like, I think as I've matured and like, as I've cared less about what people think about me, I, I, I don't really care mm. as much as I used to. Like now I see Instagram and social media more like opportunity clearly as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's, it really does. It feels like an opportunity to have Bro. my wildest dreams come yeah. true. You know what I mean? And so it's like, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely a lot more comfortable with it now. Mm. Just, I think a lot of personal growth, mm-hmm. like definitely, like I'm definitely more confident as a person and like what I genuinely have to offer to the thing mm. offer. But when I was starting, it was, it was bad. It was bad, dude. Mm-hmm. It was really scary. I, yeah. But that's where the best ones come out of when it was like, when you remember those moments where like you wanted to delete that photo, delete that video or whatever it was, yeah. but now you just post it and you're like, <laughs> Yeah. Go like that shit. Like, like, <laughs> exactly. Like, like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's growth. It's yeah. just pure growth. And like, but it's also like your, your, uh, competition almost. Cause like, I'm always trying to be better than that, than myself mm-hmm. a week ago or better than myself last episode or whatever it yeah. was. Do you kind of approach it the same way? Yeah. I, man, I, I think that is the only thing that I don't like about like my industry right mm-hmm. now, especially like the barber side of the industry is, is it's there's so much competition about who has the best fade, right. who's got the crispy, you know right. what I mean? There's a lot of competition around it, and that's not really my style. Mm-hmm. I don't really like. I've always wanted to just help, you know what yeah, I mean? And make people and feel good. There's a yeah. That's probably the only part that I that I personally don't like. Mm. But um, it's it's uh it is what it is. It, people yeah yeah people people are going to be competitive regardless like the amount of people you know that have podcasts and stuff like that have you always seen yourself as like your number one competitor though when did you start because i feel like that's that's definitely one of my things that was ingrained in me yeah early is like you are always your own worst enemy yeah type of thing do you do you because i get the vibe that you've been and you're very humble like in the way that you talk about the stuff like you know a lot of times you don't actually want to talk about yourself you like to get to know the other person more yeah like (laughs) i hate how much i've talked about myself on this episode no but it's no but it's it's what i want i want i want back and forth i want people to know about me because a lot of the time it's just i'm talking to somebody else about them yeah so like not every episode do they hear like how are you nico like you know like so i don't know man like i always knew that i was my own worst critic and my own harshest like competitor but Really, in the last year, mm-hmm. it's really been instilled in my brain that no one else is going to like if if I know that there's people better than me, that there's people bigger than me, there's people that are, have shows that get way better listeners. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care. Right. I don't care. Right now, it's me against me. Am I going to keep doing this or am right. I going to am I going to quit? Right. Because the only person that has that choice is me. Right. Like the show right now isn't going to get canceled by TMZ or canceled by right. Twitter or whatever, you know, because it's not at that state yet. So uh-huh. right now, the only way this is going to stop is if I if I stop. If you stop, right. So I got to make sure that that guy doesn't stop. So I think right now with this, 
it's really brought out my competitive edge just within myself. Yeah. After the show. Did you start practicing that super early? Do you know? Mm. Like, when do you when do you think you started? Because. With what? With just this mentality? Practicing against yourself. Uh, I guess just like forcing myself to listen to my episodes. Oh, really? Forcing so myself to listen to my mixes that I've made. Interesting. Like, list, like listening to myself talk uh-huh. really has been brought that super uncomfortable i'm sure oh my gosh dude those first few episodes i wanted like you said like how you deleted stuff Uh uh-huh the first episode i ever put out i had to like restrain myself from not deleting it oh my god and even to this day i listen to it and i'm like wow that's so bad like you know like i was like i was like talking like this like super (laughs) like 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 trying to be asmr like i I just knew that that wasn't who I was going to be as a podcaster or right. conversationalist. I knew that that was just number one. Conversationalist. I know. It's pretty cool. sounds good. It's a pretty bro. cool title. So now with this show, it's like every number. Like after this, after 81, mm-hmm. I love you. But like 82, I'm going to go harder. I'm going to try yep. to be better than this one. You should. Yeah, you know? I love like, that too. And that's the mentality that I have. Like it's just like I need to be better. Leave the shirt better than you found it kind right. of thing. Like one day you wake up do something to make yourself better kind of thing. That's it. I don't know. It's, I've always had like my dad and my parents, like they've always had this kind of pressure on me, you know, cause mm-hmm. I'm a first generation American right. kind of here. And like, I've always had that pressure and stuff. So I've always had pressure in my life yeah. in a way. So I finally feel like I don't have any pressure anymore. I'm finally feel like, I have control. I'm in charge of what I want to do. And you can do. choose it too. Yeah. You can choose to succeed by your own. Yeah. Or stop whenever I want. Right. And like, just but right now I don't want to stop. I don't ever want to stop. Right. I feel like you feel similar, right? I do. I definitely do. I, yeah, I definitely do. So I want to talk to you about <clears throat> uh, what you're working on, what yeah. your plan is. Um, let's and, get it. And yeah, let's hopefully, dive into this. Hopefully people made it this long. Yeah, they will. They will. You'd be surprised. I'll tell you how long the average listen is after we're done. Really? Um, yeah, no, it's it's always interesting to look at that. Like, I don't like to look at numbers and, like, how many people viewed it. Like, I'll check. Yeah. But I'm not like, oh, this person only got yeah. me three new listeners. Like, I don't give a Like, I could give right. less. But, yeah, people, my show right now, average, I have about an hour-long episode every every episode and 58 minutes. And the last two minutes is usually just the outro music. Yeah. So it's like. We're doing no, good. I love that. You'll be surprised, man, how many people like listening to you talk. Really? Yeah, you'll be surprised. Um, but you have an idea. Yeah. Not an idea anymore. Yeah. You have a business, a reality. It is It is. It is coming into fruition. But yes. Yeah, I have. I am working on something called Cut Space. Mm-hmm. It is, it, like in the simplest way I can explain it, it feels like an Airbnb for um, the service industry. So any hairstylist... I would I would love to get into the tattoo artist, the mm-hmm. massage therapist. Honestly, if if we can get like legalities correct, I think I think PD, I think chiropractors mm-hmm. and like getting insurance involved with a mm. lot of like those in home practices would be really really neat if they weren't in home. And so I'm looking for like yeah, I, it it does it solves a huge problem in my personal industries. Mm-hmm. Like there's really only two options coming out of school. Um, out of hair school, it, the two options are either work for yourself or work for somebody else, mm-hmm. like every 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 other thing. But mm-hmm. um, when you're working for somebody else, there's there's you you have to start at the bottom, right? You have to yeah. start at what a lot of times is like a fifty fifty split mm-hmm. until because they're providing all of the traffic for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you go from fifty fifty to sixty forty, and it takes it can take years to get to eighty twenty, right? Wow. 
Um, but I, having had cr been creating my own clientele since the beginning, I started looking for, I, I knew I would feel a 60, 40 split on the amount of hair, like on the amount of head that I'd cut. And so mm -hmm. getting $12 as opposed to $20 in a, on a haircut feels like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, and I don't want to value my haircut less. Right. Right. Just and because so, you're starting. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I liked getting, I want to. I like, and I do think there's a lot of people who want to work for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I saw an opportunity to make booth rent or, and the other option is booth rent, mm -hmm. right? So working in a barbershop, you can just rent that booth for the whole month or for a week at a time. Mm. And, um, a lot of times it's expensive, but it's a space to do your hair and you can like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can vibe with everybody else. Um, but yeah, my my idea was was based off of that is finding places to do your work at a providing rate. a space for for somebody who maybe couldn't exactly. at, a, at a more affordable rate. For exactly. People. Yeah, owning your business is just made e made easy. Yeah, and so that's that's it, it'll be called cut space. It's it should change the world, dude. Yeah, it's 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 a brilliant idea. It really is because how many dreamers are sitting at home right now with like they want to cut hair they want to tattoo they mm -hmm. want to do whatever it is that they want to do but they don't have a space for it yeah they don't have a uh, professional a space. professional space for it. they don't have a degree for it they don't right. have a like but what if there was those people that are just like man i could go to this person's guest house mm -hmm. for a month right and just cut hair out of there and just get better yeah music people mm -hmm. studio like same thing like it's just so it's genius yeah it it i i do definitely, I definitely believe that it is the future of my industry, mm -hmm. and I think it has like the potential to like really yeah. fuck up a lot of other things. Yeah, but also with um, yeah, with with professional spaces, those people are able to make some money, man. Yeah, because they're not paying rent. Like they're right. not paying rent; they're paying a fixed cost. Already. Yeah, it, it mm. should it should give. I, what I'm starting to think about more now is figuring out how to like raise the value of that shop because mm. if if people are regularly reviewing a shop or they so they get a, become a member mm -hmm. right they find a spot where they can take their clientele mm -hmm. and especially for the students or the young people they they have a small clientele where they can put them all in that one day right and they can go work at another place right keep a hundred percent of the of the work and pay the the small daily rate mm. um just for the space right and then uh they but as that's like continually being being rented out there's so much potential for the right like for the raise of that price right inside it it should raise the value of the space as a whole because there's Absolutely. more traffic running through and well so. just imagine like the the clientele and stuff the people like even like our um stylists in, in la and stuff like mm -hmm. those private guys who cut the higher end people celebrities hair and stuff that's a space for them you know like yeah. another private space to take a client you know to a house or a studio that's quiet, private, yeah, all dude, that. Imagine like, for all the celebrities, if you guys are celebrities, listen up. Um, <laughs> all my listeners You are never have to have a hotel call or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those, those, those places, those vanities for beauty artists, dude, I'm so excited to see what the makeup industry does with it mm. because, because there's a lot of people who are getting that, like, yeah, I mean, if you're a super well-off person, you can 
you can provide your own right. professional getting ready space. But right. if there's already somewhere that's dedicated to it and you can just go in and yeah, makeup artists, there's man, imagine if Kim Kardashian's makeup artist came to Utah, he would get booked out in a second. You know what seconds. I mean? In seconds. Sec- you could just be like, I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here for on three this day. days. Exactly. Thirteen appointments each or five mm-hmm. appointments each day. Go. Yeah. Boom, it, boom, boom, boom. Or if they're on, or if they're on vacation, dude, I think it'd be so sick. You know what I mean? It's just for someone who maybe they have a day off. Yeah. And they're like, man, I just want to cut hair today. Yeah. Where could I cut? Oh, down the street. Cool. Hey guys, you, got, you want a haircut? All right, meet me here. That'd be yeah. Easy. It's easy. <sighs> yeah. Everyone it's wins. Also, it's it, it definitely it it's an everybody everybody wins opportunity, and that's what. That's I'm yeah I'm really excited. You're giddy dude. about it. I'm really really excited. First about day it. I met you, first time you ever cut my hair, you mentioned this to me. You said that this was kind of a vision that I had. Yeah. Um. And now we're sitting here six months later, and it's damn near about to happen. Yeah, it's it's right there. I I actually I sent my contract offer to the to my partners, mm. and I'm and I it I'm very very hopeful. <laughs> he's I mean he's viewed it, but it's like. You definitely need to make sure that things right. are in order, but I'm I'm super excited to to make it a real thing. Cut space. Yeah. K U T. Cut with a cut with a K. Cut with space. a K. Cut space. I need to practice that actually. No. Cut space with cut, a K. Cut space. How, how do you say? How you say? Cut space with a K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm excited uh, for it, man. I really think it's gonna, you know, it's just gonna be a. The way I like to look at things, is I always want to be a groundbreaker. I always yeah. want to be trailblazing. In yeah. a way, yeah, and, and and people like and really like your environment plays a huge role on how effective your service is. You know 1, what I mean? Thousand percent. Like I'm sure that you have oper- like you know what I mean. Just even doing it, like trying to record a podcast in a different like somewhere else. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be different. But I mean, dude, yeah, I tried to record like once in a hotel. Yeah, it was just it was. Yeah. It's it's different. It's, it's different. It's not my space. Right. It's not me. It's not like even like from Zoom. Mm-hmm. FaceTimes, like Zoom calls that I do for podcasts for people in Michigan and wherever else they are, to compare to you sitting here, yeah, this is feeling is a thousand times better. Different, dude. I love 100% it. One hundred percent different. Yeah, better is not the word. Different. It's just like the energy's here. I can feel you. I can see you. you're tangible here. Right. Like via Zoom, it's just like oh, you know, like hopefully Zoom's audio doesn't cut out. You know, but here <laughs> right. it's like we're all in control here. It's it's smooth. It's fluid, and that's how and, it's been. Dude, and I think it, it it really is the perfect timing. And we can talk about this for as long mm-hmm. as I, I'm, uh, yeah, we can talk about this as for as long as you mm-hmm. like, but, um, and I'll probably just get excited about a different part of it too. But, <laughs> um, yeah, with, with, uh, damn, I lost it. You'll get it. The, the ADD got me. <laughs> I lost it. It's gone. Where was I going? You were talking about cut space, uh, investors, uh, you wanted to keep talking about it, said that you were going to get excited. If we continue to talk about it, it's gone. Bro. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, man. dude. Um, but first, it's going to start off in Salt Lake only, right? Yeah. And then hopefully take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I have, I have plans. I have some plans. It should be, it should be officially launched. I have, if they follow through with their part, it should be officially launched August twenty fourth. Wow. Or no, not August twenty fourth. Um. April twenty fourth, like my life, my site, and everything should be live, and they should have this April. the team. Yeah, two weeks in like two weeks. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at the at the Utah County Hair Collective. It's it's a it's a little the Utah expo County thing. Hair yeah, it's a little expo thing about some 
celebrities coming and I have a booth and it should be fun. I'm, Dude, can I come hang out with you there? Yeah, sure. Please. What? Please. Yeah, no, th- there should be some some really, really big people, at least in the beauty space wow. in, in Utah County. And yeah, that's where Lehigh and Provo. and. So you're ready for that. And that's where you're kind of going to have to make a little debut for it? Yeah, that'll be wow. my... I'm, I'm working... I Actually, I just started working with... Arguably, I think probably the best influencer in, in Utah County. He just got signed. He just uh, joined the Wall Education team, and so Peter Puertas is Wall is the biggest clipper in the whole, biggest clipper company in the world right now, wow. and he's part of their education team. He just got joined it, but I I've been talking to him a little bit more, and uh, wow. he he really really wants to commit to it, and so I. Dude, there's a bunch of shit, dude. It's just like it's too it's too cool to be happening, but it's happening real time in my right. life, dude. Wow, man. That's again, just manifestation. Just speaking about it. Yeah. Just following your dreams. Yeah. Pursuing pursuing what you want to do. And not stopping too. And not consistency yeah. is key. Yeah. That's, that's the most important part. That's definitely been Especially I Especially when you're starting. I think I've yeah I'm definitely to the point now where I've thrown it too hard and it's going and I now I just have to keep up with it mm. and so man I'm excited for you you think you'll ever see yourself not cutting hair no I love that uh, no I, I like it I've decided like and honestly before setting this contract it's the are we close to the hour are we oh yeah we're over an hour right now we're oh, chilling really yeah we're chilling oh shoot yeah. um we'll wrap up soon um. With uh, with the the last couple of what what did I just say? Jeez, dude, this it's happening quick. Over right? an hour. It's happening quick. All right, I'll try to get you. So you were just talking about uh, not ever f- seeing yourself not cutting hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So right before I sent that contract, mm-hmm. I was like really trying to solidify my relationship with this company because mm-hmm. I. I want to see it meet its potential. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of like my personal purpose is like very, very enveloped in this, in this idea business type of thing. Like mm-hmm. I've been working on it mentally for years, mm-hmm. right? Like three years. Like how do we make, how do we make barbering mobile? How do we, right. how do I do? Uber? And I tried the Uber style for a while, yeah, but it just, it never worked yeah. out. Um, but with, with all of that happening, I, th- I have started to find, a lot more purpose in just like I had to really confirm that I'm I'm a simple person. Mm-hmm. I'm probably still gonna be introverted. Mm-hmm. In like in it's, it's process, like when I'm yeah. like if I make a lot of money, I probably wouldn't know what to do with it. Right. I would probably give most of it away. Like I right. really believe that I I don't need a lot of stuff. I probably will still rock Heelys every once in a while. <laughs> Did you be, have some? Dude, I do. I got what? some for Christmas. I asked oh, for them for Christmas. Dude, I need to get some. Yeah. They have some sick designs dude, now. I, I, when I was growing up, I had... They look... Dude, they look normal. You yeah. would never tell. Never. Yeah. Never tell. Do you, you ever wear the ones that have two wheels on it, though? No, no, Those no, no, no. The ones that, did you ever have the retractable ones? No. Um. Is that the one where you, like, you'd step hard on the ground and the wheel would go up yeah, in your Or the, like, the little button on the side. Oh, I never had a button. That's <laughs> no, they were head. terrible. I, was, I, was, I think that was like the worst idea to have <laughs> a mini mecha contraption in, your, in <laughs> the sole of your foot. It was really a bad idea. Also, yeah. But you're a simple man. You yeah. Just, you just want to do what you love and whatever comes of it. Yeah. That's cool. I I'll, I definitely will always be cutting at least two days a week. Probably, 
I mean, I don't know what my prices would be, but if I'm a billionaire, bro, do you think I should charge? Should I just get free haircuts? Get free or? haircuts at that point. Yeah. And, but only to the people you want to. Right. And at that point, you'll be able to just hand select, like, hey, my name's Kingston. You know, actually, right. no, sorry. You'll be like, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to introduce yourself. And they'll be like, and they'll probably just tip you. Like, you don't even need to cut, yeah. like, charge them something. They'll just tip you. Yeah. I actually did that. That I don't know if that's interesting to you, but I what? didn't charge. I never charged for a haircut until I got my license. Good for you. I like I wanted to say true to that, but I, I had a lot of I had a huge difference in pricing, and mm-hmm. so I had like some people like a lot of people just take the free haircut, and yeah. then a lot of people pay me like triple digits, yeah, even, like two three digits, yeah. And so it's been everywhere. I mean, like you said, quality you can recognize it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just I'll always pay for quality. I'll always pay more. I'll always tip on quality. It's just because that's the world. You yeah. look at every major brand and everything and all that. It's just quality. Right. You're paying for the quality. Giving them more for their life, right? Exactly. That's it. So, um I'm excited for Cut Space. I'm excited for you. I'm beyond happy to have crossed your path. Uh shout out Maddie Bryant for putting me in contact with Hi, you. Thank you. Um I remember that just saying, hey, I need a haircut. She goes, I know this dude I went to high school with. I don't know if he's good or not, but he does care. And I'm like, cool. Are they living? They're not. They're not. They're, they're not here. They live somewhere else now. But yeah. Their marriage is coming up. Yeah. Shout out. Good Sh- job, shout out them. Congratulations. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool to, to be able to meet you the way that I did at the time that I did. I didn't know that it was a weekend to your studio. Uh, so I just feel like me and you have always clicked since the moment we've met. We've matched each other's energy and like we've just been there for each other and pretty cool man yeah pretty dope i agree respect the hell out of you bro thank you i I respect you too thanks bro appreciate you it's super cool man um i hope you had a good time though i I hope you did this was this was wonderful i'm it's only the first time it really was way more flowy than i thought it would right i told you like me and kingston perspective i had an appointment with him before we did all this and like we kind of did like a little pre-show prep before it yeah it's because i was super nervous yeah i'm yeah all right were you were you nervous still when we started? I was nervous. I was nervous mostly like when I made the initial agreement. But, yeah. But like you as we got it. closer, yeah, thank you. You did really good, man. Thank you. You like I remember the first time sitting in your chair, like talking to you, like you you were a different talker today than you were when I first met you. You're doing a lot better. I appreciate that. And I remember we talked about that too. You're like, I always want to get better at talking. Right. And yeah, this was a really, really cool rep. I feel like it definitely was natural, though. I, love, I, I appreciate it. That's exactly what I want. And I hope everyone who listened felt the same way. Uh, Kingston, Cut Space, Cut Kings, where can they find you? Where can they book you if they're interested? So my Instagram that I'm running now for my personal barber page is Cut Kingston, K-U-T, Kingston, K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N. And then my business that I will be launching in the next couple of weeks is Cut at Cut Space, K-U-T, period, space. Mm, I love it. I'll put the links uh, to the pod, uh, to those in the bio. So if you want to check Kingston out, shoot him a follow. But thanks, man. I can't wait to do this again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Peace. And there you have it. Episode 81 with Kingston Liavaa. My barber, one of the coolest dudes that I've met after moving out here to Salt Lake City. And I was so happy to finally get him on the show. Uh, The first time I had ever met Kingston, I remember telling him that I had a podcast. And at the time, I was very much not fully committed to the show still. And I was still very much 
working on it and you know talking to him about it he hyped me up and then him telling me his idea about cut space hyping each other up and that's what we've been to each other just two homies who support each other and love each other and really want each other to succeed in our own respective fields and i'm rooting for him along the way and i hope you are too i hope you enjoyed the episode i hope you are doing well i hope you had a great weekend we will see you when we see you episode 82 coming up soon later peace She pull up, call me baby I don't know Mercedes I don't know Miss Lady But I wanna know you And I wanna know it's cool If we can be a two I mean like They love no one They love no one at all They love no one They love no one at all No one at all They love no one They love no one at all